Worldview Radio and WVW-TV is made possible because of listeners like you. Thank you so much for your tax-deductible contribution that you can make at wvwfoundation.com. That's wvwfoundation.com or by calling 901-825-0652. That's 901-825-0652. You can also send your tax-deductible contribution via check. To WVW Foundation, P.O. Box 1690, Collierville, Tennessee 38027. That's again, WVW Foundation, P.O. Box 1690, Collierville, Tennessee 38027. Thank you for helping make possible Worldview Radio and WVW-TV broadcasts. Spiritual values, moral issues, government, economy, education, work, responsibility. What we think about these depends on our worldview. Now, VCY America presents Worldview Weekend Radio with Brandon House. All right, welcome. Glad you are with us. We have a lot of breaking news here coming in today, so we're going to be joined by multiple guests real quick at the top of the hour. I'm literally just watching one other one other clip off to my right here uh, it, that I want to bring to you. Um, we have Leo Holman going to join us with breaking news. Then we're going to be joined by uh, Tom Littleton related to the Southern Baptist Convention, the largest uh, Protestant denomination in America and a massive lawsuit related to um, pedophilia, sex assaults, et cetera, et cetera, and cover-ups according to numerous reports and... I guess how this is going to be exploited by the cultural Marxists, the leftists, the feminists, uh, the uh, so-called sexual minority uh, agenda to maybe get control of the largest Protestant denomination in America. So for those of you who say, well, I don't really care, Brandon. I don't go to a Southern Baptist church. I, I really don't care. I don't have a dog in this fight. I don't care. That's not the right attitude to have here, folks, because what we're going to show you is that this is a deliberate takedown of any traditional churches and denominations that they can get their hands on. If they can use insiders, hmm, you mean like a Trojan horse? Yeah, that was the title of my book in 2011, Religious Trojan Horse. If they can get their hands on a, a church denomination, uh, then they'll do it, and they might do it from the inside, and you're going to hear about how they might be about to take down the largest Protestant denomination and thus use that. I think they could use it to start implementing ideas that are friendly to their leftist woke agenda. I think it also will reveal how dangerous it is when church denominations become government contractors. Tom Littleton has been covering this and will bring us a uh, Trojan horse update. First, we are joined by... Leo Holman with breaking news. Many of us yesterday heard about the tragic shooting at Lakewood Church. Now, I am, of course, no fan of the theology and worldview of Joel Osteen, but that doesn't mean that uh, I am not greatly concerned when I hear about any group of people, regardless of their political, economic, or religious ideology, being attacked in their service. And indeed, that appears to be what happened yesterday in Houston, Texas, at Lakewood Church. Uh, a lot of us, of course, that were, were watching the reports come in, uh, were all wondering, what was that about? 
what what's the ideology behind that? If there was one from the shooter's perspective, Leo Holman has been tracking that as well. Associate producer for us at the Worldview Report. He joins us now. Leo, welcome back to the broadcast. Thanks for joining us. Hello, Brandon. Thanks for having me. Thank you. What have you learned about this uh, tragic shooting yesterday at Lakewood Church, which is, I think, called America's largest church? I think it's got the been dubbed the largest church. I think Rick Warren's church used to have that. I would put the quotes around church, but we'll leave that aside for now. But uh, <laughs> but because um, I'm referring to the biblical definition of what is a church. Sure. But uh, but nonetheless, uh, I think Joel Osteen's church has that title as far as the largest attendance of any uh, church in America. What happened yesterday for those who maybe didn't hear and what are we hearing about the shooter? Yeah, uh, it, it's hard to find um, all of the pieces of the puzzle in one article anywhere uh, right now, but I'm putting bits and pieces together. Uh, perhaps the most interesting uh, comes from a, a gentleman by the name of Colin Rugg. He is co-owner of Trending Politics and he posted a uh, comment to Twitter, which I'm going to read uh, because these are his words, not mine, but I'm finding elements of it, uh, like at World Net Daily has part of this as well. Um, but he says, the shooter at Joel Osteen's Lakewood Church has been identified as a transgender Bernie Sanders supporter. Shocker. The individual was identified as Genelise Marino, uh, middle name Yvonne, Genelise Yvonne Marino, who was previously known as Jeffrey Escalante. Marino is clearly unstable, allegedly brought a five-year-old to the shooting who was shot during the incident. The child is in critical condition. The gun that was used to carry out the mass shooting allegedly had, quote, listen to this, written on the gun was, quote, free Palestine. Uh, uh, back in 2020, Marino shared a photo of Bernie Sanders on Instagram, and he has a, uh, a copy of that photo that you can go to uh, uh, Twitter or now X and see it. Uh, this, this shooter had a photo of Bernie Sanders, which he, she posted to Instagram with the caption, quote, I want him in the office as the U.S. president, unquote. Um, so here you have a transgender, far-left radical Bernie Sanders supporting uh, anti-Israel, uh, Jew-hating shooter. And now I'm going to read to you what the masses will learn about this person from the Associated Press. Now, the Associated Press, for those who don't know, is like the, uh, you know, the paragon of uh, of of virtue among the establishment media. Whatever the Associated Press reports will end up in every newspaper uh, tonight or tomorrow and on every mainstream corporate media website. Uh, it says, quote, the shooter who opened fire at Texas megachurch before they were killed by security officers was carrying an AR-15 style rifle, according to search warrant documents released by a prosecutor's office on Monday. So right there in the lead of the article, also the headline, what did they focus on? The shooter used an AR style rifle. Why? Because the left is gunning, no pun intended, for that type of weapon. They've been trying to ban AR-15s for years. Uh, they actually banned them once before under Bill Clinton. They're trying to do it again. Uh, next paragraph. The shooter was identified as 36-year-old Jenny 
Yvonne Marino in an affidavit seeking a church warrant for a home in Conroe, about 40 miles north of Houston. The warrant was released by the Montgomery County District Attorney's Office. The motive for the attack, listen to this, uh, at, at celebrity pastor Joel Osteen's Lakewood Church that sent worshipers rushing for safety in between busy services was, uh, or on Sunday, remains unclear. So, Clueless about the motive, no comment about being transgender, and definitely no comment in this entire short article about the Free Palestine uh, inscription written on the rifle. All they want you to know is that it was an AR-15 rifle and that this person uh, uh, went into a church trying to kill people with an AR-15 rifle. There's no motive known. Just be very afraid. That's the essence of the AP Associated Press messaging with this article, Brandon. Wow. So are are they, you know, are you pretty confident that it, the gun had inscription? scribed on it free palestine yeah that i that much i am uh 99 confident of the transgender angle uh at this point in today of the day i'm maybe a little bit less confident of maybe 90 percent instead of 99 percent but i'm finding the free palestine that was also reported by uh world net daily and a couple of other sites um Colin Rugg right now is the only one I know of specifically, but who is willing to put his name on a post that uh, uh, reveals that the shooter was also transgender. But Colin Rugg, I've been reading his tweets for a while now. He seems very reliable. He's co-owner of uh, Trending Politics, which is a uh, respected news site uh, among conservatives. And uh, so I doubt he would be willing to put his name on a tweet like that if he wasn't uh, pretty darn sure uh, that it's true. Uh, but we will be checking throughout the day to see if we can confirm that through other sources, Brandon. OK, thank you about that. Now, I want to I don't want to do the old I told you so, but I guess I'm going to do it anyway, um, because this is exactly what Annie Cyrus told us last November. She told us last November when I was asking her about uh, trends for 2024, one of hers, and she repeated this, by the way, at the end of the year when we did our wrap-up show for trends for 2024, and one of them was watch for more church shootings. Remember that, yes. Leo? Absolutely. Yes, correct. So this is very interesting. Um, I don't know, you know, these people are not, you know, many of the times they're not... Um, you know, thinking clearly, and I don't want to just push this off on mental illness, uh, but some of them have mental illness and some of them have super deep spiritual problems. Some, I think, have demonic issues going on and are being demonically inspired and influenced. I don't know what the situation is here, but it's interesting they would pick Joe's church, Joe Osteen's church, Joel Osteen's church, because, um, you know, I don't, I don't know that that church is known for having some big, strong stance for Israel. I think the father might have been more known for that but i don't mm. i don't know that joel has a big strong stance on israel i, d I don't follow joel osteen enough he anymore. hasn't like led any tours to israel or anything i would have to check but i don't not that i know of but i, I w that's interesting to me they picked the individual picked that church now it could well, have these... just been because it's a high profile church and very that's what i was just gonna and, say and very yeah. close to where they live if indeed they lived in the houston area that was what i was just getting ready to say a lot of times uh these terrorist elements they don't pick uh, when when they're trying to attack Christianity. They tend to 
pick the um, congregations that will give them the most bang for the buck as as they see it. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's why we see a lot of attacks on Catholic churches, because Catholicism is the largest Christian uh, uh, hierarchical organization in the world. Um and, and if you wanted to apply it to the Protestant world and you lived in Houston, you might pick Joel Osteen's church because he's a very public face. He com- he is the face of Christianity in that community, Brandon. Yeah. Whether or not we agree with his, uh, his, his, his theology or his politics, um, that much we know that in his community, you could see it in the, uh, in the, in the statements and in the faces of the police making their press conference, uh, comments yesterday. They really felt for these people because they know them. Uh, they probably, a lot of their officers probably work off du- off duty security at this church. And, uh, you know, they're not all into the theology like we are. So they don't know where, uh, Joel might be on or might be off in terms of, uh, you know, his biblical interpretation. It's just he is seen as the face of Christianity for better or for worse in that community. And that's probably why he was targeted. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I said at the beginning of the program, you know, this is this is a side. This is, you know, we set we're going to set his theology aside because whether if this was uh, Joel Osteen's church or even some uh, leftist, real far leftist church, so-called church, we would we would be very very concerned and bothered because and and, and even if it wasn't a church, if it was just some right. you know some event that was attacked, we obviously step up and are concerned because this is not how it's supposed to happen in a sane, civilized, orderly society. But this again goes to the point we've been making: these people, uh, whether they're Hamas, Muslim Brotherhood, the terrorists, they don't separate. By the way. Uh, a church, so-called Joel Osteen's church, or uh, a conservative so-called event, or a ball game, a non-secular, I mean, a a secular event, if you will, a ball game, a football game on a Friday night. They would see no difference from a football game on a Friday night in the South or anywhere else in this country to what is Joel Osteen's church or any other church. They wouldn't. They would not see really any difference because to them, Hamas, Muslim Brotherhood, we are all infidels. We are. We are of America, the great Satan, and we are seen as being a quote Christian nation. Would you agree, right. Leo? Absolutely correct. That that last part there is uh, paramount to the point uh, uh, that we're both trying to make here. Uh, if you want to strike at Christianity, uh, you're not paying attention to the finer details of what the. Uh, uh, the different denominations might believe. You are just looking for the biggest right. bang for your Hold buck, right there. Leo said. Holman, we'll be right back. Joining me now is Melissa House. She called me today, and she told me something, and I said, you have got to tell the audience this. They need to hear this. It's really good news for those of you that, well, are taking Bella Grace. What happened today? Well, I went to my hairdresser, and I had not told her um, about this product that I've been taking, and when she was blow-drying my hair, she said, "You, I just noticed when I was parting your hair and fixing it that you have a bunch of new hair growth and a lot of you know short hairs that are more curly than normal and I've been going to this lady for probably 13 years and she's never said that to me and I had noticed it but for the fact that she the fact that she noticed it was I had to call Brand right away and tell him well I guess the collagen has definitely helped me grow my hair 
But we had heard that one of the things this would do... Well, collagen will grow your grow hair. Grow your hair. Collagen mm-hmm. supposedly grows your hair. Right. You said you've never had this before. I just, I don't... But that's not the only thing that I... It's just given me a lot more energy and really helped my hip feel better. Your sciatic nerve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been taking it twice a day. It has three key ingredients. We've been telling you about collagen, which mm-hmm. all guys need collagen too. Then it also has cat's claw, which is a very powerful uh, anti-inflammatory, which is probably why it's helping your sciatic nerve. Yeah, sciatic nerve, definitely. Which Dr. Mark Miller talked to us, the formulator of this for 30 years, talked to us about that the other day. Third thing you have is the Astroreal AstraZenefin. Good job. Is that pretty good? That's good. I've been practicing. Mm-hmm. And that got the tell. Cognitive Award in 2022. So, mm-hmm. And that... That that crosses blood brain barrier and gets into the gut. Right. Whereas so a lot of the you collagen absorb... you're you're flushing down the toilet about ninety five percent. This you're mm-hmm. absorbing according to studies. You're absorbing ninety five percent. There you go. All right. If you want more information, it's on the website. Again, it's it's set up under her name so they can track it and give credit back to our organization. We've explained to you the way we bring you these free shows is either through our foundation supporting that or through supporting our sponsors. MelissaHouse.BellaGraceGlobal dot com the testimonials are there including the 80 clinical trials are there as well melissahouse.bellagraceglobal.com all right welcome back worldview radio our website worldviewradio.com worldviewradio.com where we're streaming live and at vcyamerica.org vcyamerica.org of course, the broadcast is posted again at worldviewradio.com and at worldviewtube.com uh, shortly after we go off the air. Joining me is Leo Holman of leoholman.com, associate producer for the Worldview Report that airs every night at 7 p.m. Central at worldviewtube.com and at 10 p.m. on TV30 in Milwaukee. Uh, and then, of course, we're going to be joined in just one moment by uh, Tom Littleton. Uh, Leo, so the bottom line I was making is that whether it's a ball game or whether it's a um, church service, uh, it really doesn't matter to the folks that are for for Hamas because they see all of us as, quote, Christians. Uh, You know, oftentimes you talk about Coptic Christians. You know, Jimmy DeYoung used to like to say little C Christians, right? Coptic Christians versus what we know in, in some of these countries are really born again Christians, you know, really understand the Bible versus, yeah, I'm a quote, Christian, Coptic Christians can be a little C. All of us in America are really seen as little C Christians. So they don't, they don't, they don't argue the finer points of theology like we do, which is important to do. I mean, there is truth and there is error and there's biblical theology and doctrine and there's that which is not. I mean, that's what the Bible warns us to be aware of and know. But what I'm saying is to these folks that make these kind of attacks, which I think are going to grow, everyone needs to understand what, whether you go to a church or you go to the shopping mall or a ball game, they are just looking for targets to attack because they see all of us as being the infidels, part of the great Satan. And in many cases, they see us as people of the book, whether we are a Jew or a Christian, they see us as a people of the book. Uh, a Christian nation, uh, you know, one nation under God. Um, our elected officials oftentimes take their oath for office on a Bible. So they see us as people of the book, uh, as little C Christians. They, so for those of you out there listening in who may be saying, I'm, I'm not a Christian, I don't even go to church. <laughs> well, don't think yourself not a target because they see you as a little C infidel Christian even when you go to the mall. Unless, of course, you're Jewish. Then they see you as a, a Jewish individual going to the mall. Either way, we all have a target on our back now in America. True or false? True. 
And uh, if you study Islam, you will realize that we're all infidels, whether you are atheist, whether you are Jewish, whether you are Christian, whether you are Hindu, whether you are Buddhist. Uh, if you're not Islamic, if you're not Muslim, you are an infidel. Bottom line, period. So, yeah, you are, if you live in America, you're going to fall into one of those categories. Right, Brandon? Yep. Yep, absolutely. In, 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 unless you want to say the Shahada and convert to Islam, you are a potential target. And by the way, uh, breaking news again here, we have a report that Kamala Harris insists she is, quote, ready to serve, end quote, as growing voter concerns about Joe Biden's age and cognitive uh, health decline. Uh, so now she's ready to serve. Last week, she was like, he's fine. He's He's got no problem. Now, apparently, a news report says, quote, I'm ready to serve. There's no question about that, end quote, she said. So apparently the tide is changing, uh, and now they're signaling we might be seeing the exit of Joe Biden. Brandon, I never thought we'd see the day uh, of that Kamala Harris would be thrust into the Oval Office, but it's looking more and more like that may be the case. Now, none of us thought that Biden would finish out his term. It was just uh, difficult to see that uh, Harris would be the, the, an the answer to the, the Democrats' problems. But I guess they're so desperate now, Brandon, that they, they cannot allow this uh, crazy man to uh, 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 run out the, f the, the remaining, what, uh, 12 months of his, less than 12 months 11, now, about, about 11 months. I mean, 11 uh, months of his term. Third uh, week that of January. Tells you, yeah, that tells you that they are, are really feeling desperate. Yeah, they're feeling desperate. And, you know, I, I, I'm guessing that uh, not only have they, you know, the powers that be told, uh, Joe, your, your time is about up here. But my guess is some of the people on the cabinet, his cabinet, are wanting to preserve their credibility for future office. Yes. Uh, so if they just sit here and let this go on, uh, that's damaging them. That'll be used against them politically. Some of them also want to protect their brand because they want to jump off the cabinet and then eventually into corporate America and on boards uh you know for big salaries for doing nothing but if they if they are seen as so incompetent uh, as a cabinet member they cannot protect the country uh from this that that i think that damages their brand on both sides of the aisle because you and i are reporting at the worldview report that americans across the board regardless of their party politically are not happy and they're very uh, uh, very concerned that this man is in charge uh, supposedly in charge and it has the nuclear codes and and is in this condition so this is becoming an apolitical issue for most americans true or false absolutely true and that is why we're seeing the movement that we're seeing the uh the democrats don't care what republicans think uh only republicans think uh only republicans care what democrats think uh you go to the other side of the aisle and you will not find a democrat who gives Two hoots what any Republican thinks. The, the, you only see uh, movement on their, from their position, which, you know, for, for three years now, we've heard Biden is great. Biden is wonderful. Biden has no problems remembering anything. That's all, you know, part of your imagination, you stupid Republicans. Uh, but now suddenly we're seeing the change. They're, the, they're metamorphosizing to uh, the Republican point of view, at least just on this one issue, that, okay, we have a problem. Even Hillary Clinton said it, that it is an issue, uh, and it's a legitimate issue, she said. Um, so, well, where, where was that, you know, even two months ago, Hillary, when you were defending Biden? 
So they're moving now only because they've seen those polls showing that Democrats and even more importantly, independents have lost all faith in Biden's ability to make a sound decision or hold the type of responsibility that he supposedly holds. Now, uh, if people were really awake in this country, they would realize that uh, the public face of leadership in the United States of America in 2024, uh, and, and if we are honest with ourselves going back years, uh, the true faith of face of, of, of uh, power and authority is not in the elected people that we see day in and day out on the TV, here on the radio, or read about in the newspapers and the websites. These are nothing but figureheads. Uh, I wish people would realize that. That's why President Trump had such a difficult time in office, because he was trying to uh, steer this country away from the, uh, the catastrophic policies that have been going on for decades with the border, with the deficit, with uh, trade, uh, with endless wars. And uh, these are all policies that we thought were implemented by our elected leaders, but really it was just our elected leaders following and obeying the orders of the nameless, faceless people who hold the real power in this country. People uh, who are members of the Council on Foreign Relations. You cannot get a job in the U.S. State Department above secretary uh, if you're not, and I don't mean secretary of Department of Defense or Department of State, I'm talking about literally a typist or a, you know somebody who takes phone messages for her boss. You won't get a job much higher than that in the U.S. State Department if you are not a member of the Council on Foreign Relations. This is the real power center. It's in the federal three-letter agencies. It's in the large corporations, the banks, uh, the people who are making the decisions in Congress and in the White House are nothing but puppets. Indeed, uh, absolutely. So I guess now in comes maybe Gavin Newsom as VP, which would set him up very nicely to run for president. Unless, of course, they want to slide uh, Michelle Obama into the VP slot, let her run. Uh, but I'm hearing more and more talk from uh, people inside Obama's camp that she doesn't want to run, that she's not going to run. We'll see if that's true or not. But this would be a great opportunity to slide in uh, Gavin Newsom, let him get some uh, FaceTime and be uh, vice president for 11 months while he also runs for uh, the job of president. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be a very interesting news year for us. Uh, another another addition to that to watch as now the uh, narrative has changed and Kamala Harris is now saying that she is ready to serve. Uh, LeoHolman.com is the website. LeoHolman.com, associate producer of Worldview uh, Report each and every night as well. Leo, thanks for being with us. Thank you, Brandon. You can also check out his Substack. What is your Substack, Leo? Uh, LeoHolman.Substack.com. Well, that would make sense, wouldn't it? LeoHolman.Substack.com. Thank you, Leo. Joining me now is Tom Littleton. Here's a headline. New lawsuit against the Southern Baptist Convention and four churches alleges systemic negligence on sexual abuse. Brand new article at the Baptist News Global, published on February 6th, so just last week. He joins us now because this is something that Tom and I have been talking about and tracking for a long time because we see this as a way where the leftist, uh, even the leftists inside the Southern Baptist Convention, are going to use these controversies and abuses uh, as disgusting as they are and undefensible as they are, they're going to be used to gain political power and might 
to gain control of the reins of the largest church denomination, Protestant denomination in America. But it is also a warning to any of the rest of you that go to a church tied to any national denomination. Tom, would that be an accurate statement? And we're seeing that across the board, that those who are drafting the narrative of what has been called the the Church 2 movement uh, with this uh, abuse allegations, uh, that this is, uh, you know, including a wide swath throughout evangelical churches and leaders. Uh, and the sad reality is <clears throat> the SBC, this new lawsuit, takes it to another level, another low for the SBC. This has been going on since 2018 when an investigation into sex abuse and then uh, systematic cover up of sex abuse was uh, first focused on with an investigation by uh, the Houston Chronicle and an Austin newspaper. And what uh, they said was uh, that the, that there had been massive cover ups uh, that went back 20 years with over uh, 700 victims. Well, now this new uh, lawsuit that is stemming from that same activity that's been ongoing since 2018, 2019, uh, we find that in this case, there are six victims. All are underage at the time of the abuse. Two are male, four are female that are named in the suit. But it alleges that the SBC is operating as a criminal or enterprise, and uh, it cites uh, RICO charges against uh, the SBC and how they have handled sex abuse. So we know that in 20, um, uh, 2021, there was a, an investigation called for, and the SBC hired an outside organization, Guidepost Solutions, which is run by uh, a lot of former um, DOJ and Department of Homeland Security people, a lot of federal employees. They're a DE&I compliance organization. They did the investigation, and then uh, uh, soon after that investigation was released, the Department of Justice said that they are in investigating. This was in uh, November, I think, 2022. The, the DOJ was investigating the SBC. Now we have this lawsuit rolled out, which is a civil suit filed in federal court, and it alleges uh, these uh, RICO law violations in how the SBC works internally. I think that could be a game changer. There are over a dozen other lawsuits uh, out there. There are then some internal lawsuits against Guidepost Solutions, against some of the seminary heads, against Al Mohler and uh, others who have specifically been named. But uh, we, we've turned a corner and this thing's getting ugly. It is. And we're going to go to some news reports including some video footage coming out of the Mid-South here because they are naming in this lawsuit, according to the news reports, uh, a guy by the name of Steve Gaines. Steve Gaines, of course, is the senior pastor of Bellevue Baptist Church, very, very large church here in the Mid-South. Many of you will recognize it because the pastor for many, many years was the uh, wonderful Bible teacher, a man who served many, many, many years faithfully without any scandals at all, the great Adrian Rogers. And uh, I know there's no one great but God, but Adrian Rogers was a wonderful pastor. What would you do if your local pharmacy shut down or there was an interruption in the just-in-time inventory of critical medications? What if the power grid goes down and you need an antibiotic? What are you going to do? Hello, I'm Brandon House. Well, that concerned me and my wife for several years, and thankfully, last year, my friends at the wellness company that include Dr. James Thorpe and Dr. Peter McCullough created the wellness company emergency medical kit. I have four of them. 
That's because I have family members that I want to make sure I could provide antibiotics to in case of an emergency. You know, something very uh, non-life-threatening like strep throat could well become life-threatening if not treated. And if you can't get your hands on prescription meds during a national crisis, well, that would not be a good thing. So I got four of these kits so my family members have these eight vital medications. If you go to twc.health forward slash Brannon, TWC stands for The Wellness Company, twc.health forward slash Brannon, it will list for you the eight medications in this emergency kit and what they treat. Now, this is a real prescription from a doctor. So when you order it, be sure to then go back into your email, check your email for the paperwork you're going to have to complete and fill out so that you can get your prescription and get your emergency medical kit with these eight vital prescription meds in the mail at your front door. Again, this is a great way for your family to be prepared for the unthinkable. And with every purchase of each emergency medical kit, the wellness company donates a percentage back to our organization to help fund our broadcast. So everybody's winning. TWC.health forward slash Brannon. TWC.health forward slash Brannon. Thank you. All right, welcome back. Glad you're with us. I got cut off there, which you guys very rarely ever hear me miss my mark. <laughs> I was ask the guys in the control room, what's going on? Why didn't I hear my music? Apparently, they decided to change people at the control board and swap the headphones just as that happened. The music happened, so they didn't boost my music. I couldn't hear it. So anyway, as I was saying before the break, um, you know, the, Adrian Rogers served faithfully for many, many years. Many of you still enjoy his wonderful Bible ministry and teaching program uh, to this day. Uh, and so I think the reason, in part, that this church, Bellevue Baptist, and its senior pastor has been named is because he, he number one, I think, made a mistake, in my opinion, a big mistake, if the reports are accurate as to what he did not do. I remember when this all was in the news several years ago in the local media. This was all over the news in the local media. Uh, and so he made a big mistake. So they gave him, they, they, he, I think, gave them opportunity. But one reason I think they're pouncing on this church is because of who the pastor used to be. Because the pastor, Adrian Rogers, was one of the men that was involved in trying to, and did for a period of time, rescue the Southern Baptists from the leftist. So I think they're specifically targeting this church, A, because the guy there now, Steve Gaines, gave them an opportunity and two because it is a that church has been a symbol of the conservative uh, movement that opposed the cultural marxist when adrian rogers was their pastor would that be a fair assumption on my part uh tom absolutely uh we can see that that uh the people like adrian rogers his legacy his church guys like um paige patterson who is also the central leader of the conservative resurgence he was initially the biggest target for the Me Too movement as the feminists uh, brought the Southern Baptists uh, into their crosshairs in 2018. He was forced out of office, uh, of course, uh, at Southwestern Seminary. Sadly, there's a theological component, as we talked about earlier um, before the call, that uh, sadly, the neo-Calvinists who are pushing the woke agenda, which includes the feminists, uh, and the cultural Marxists, uh, they're winning out in this narrative because they, uh, in my opinion, 
uh, and many have of their leaders have helped animate this Me Too feminist movement into the SBC. Some have helped to uh, to animate uh, the SBC's future into the hands of organizations like Guidepost Solutions that we mentioned that did this investigation, uh, and then this big feminist movement, which is even overshadowing the reality that most of these abuse cases are by pedophiles of underage children. Uh, so they've turned it into a whole different narrative. This thing's being driven by narrative. And of course, it's always targeting these conservative resurgence leaders or their legacies like there at Bellevue Church. Mm. Here's a, a Fox 13, February 5th. Again, a pretty fresh headline. Federal lawsuit faults Southern Baptist Convention for covering up sexual abuse. And there is the lawsuit. Uh, it's rather lengthy, and Tom Littleton has been researching and going through this. So, Tom, tell me what kind of uh, dollar figure are they looking for? Who will the money go to? Uh, is this going to be used then to try to bring change? Is the DOJ going to order change at a church denominational headquarters? Uh, so now all of a sudden you've got to prove you're what? Doing what? Becoming more inclusive? Tell me how this is going to happen, because... Doesn't the the uh, Department of Justice have to worry about the separation of church and state? How can the DOJ start uh, dictating to a church denomination or association? I'm sure most those inside the Southern Baptist would say we're really not a denomination as much as we are an association of independent affiliated churches, uh, autonomous churches is uh, what they say. But they are a convention. How can the DOJ start? mandating to them or will it not be the doj will it be the independent organizations that bring the pressure kind of again that public private partnership big government big business big government nonprofits, big government and advocacy groups that will be used the advocacy groups the nonprofits, the the uh different uh organizations that are cause driven they will push for these changes and then the doj will sign off on their wishes is is that how this might go down uh, it could be. I, I think you brought up several good points. Of course, this lawsuit is just one of a dozen or so. And then there are other lawsuits flying for various reasons related to the same issue. But this one represents six victims. And uh, the, those were all underage at the time of, uh, that this was uh, perpetrated, uh, allegedly. And uh, the uh, several churches named Steve Gaines, of course, named not only because of his church, but because he was uh, president of the SBC when this whole uh, set of issues uh, came to the surface. But uh, the $10 million that this lawsuit seeks would, again, of course, be divided between those six victims and would, uh, of course, uh, there would be attorney fees associated. The uh, lawsuit is filed by a Puerto Rican uh, firm that has been handling opioid abuse uh, cases and have had some big victories uh, in what would be shaping up to be a massive class action suit for the opioid abuse uh, uh, victims, much like big tobacco was attacked. Now, the SBC is vulnerable, uh, even though, as you say, they're an association, a convention of associated churches in cooperation. They have a, a Baptist faith and message that unites them under a shared theology. But, you know, this has become a very political organization and that the, the political powerhouse that was represented by the conservative resurgence 
is now being threatened by this uh, cultural Marxist move from the left to push uh, the Marxist agenda in. And it's very anti-family feminism, feminist theology is very anti-gospel, anti-family, a lot of components there. But un unfortunately, the biggest uh, cooperation has come from the neo-Calvinists uh, who are bringing in this woke uh, gospel, this cultural Marxist gospel. And then the biggest uh, Achilles heel for the SBC is its longtime association with the Obama administration and since that time with federal agencies in, as you alluded to, faith-based partnerships. Now, the outcomes are going to be compliance, non-discriminatory uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion compliance. And that is what is being driven. Guidepost Solutions actually sees itself as a, a mosaic of diversity, equity, and inclusion in their own corporate culture. And that's what their outcomes and recommendations embody is a culture change. So in other and words, so they're going to they're gonna push for the Southern Baptist Convention in Nashville, their headquarters, uh, we refer to as the uh, evangelical Vatican for, for some of us in the South. Um, they are going to mandate these changes if you want to get back into good standing with the federal government and be allowed as the Southern Baptist Convention to be a government um, uh, entity that provides social services. So the Southern Baptist Convention, I think they've probably made a lot of money, like so many others, providing social services, as I warned about in my book, Marxianity in 2018, providing social services for the federal government. If you want to do this, guys, you're going to have to bring your organization into compliance with the DEI agenda or you're out. Right, exactly. And, uh, you know, and we've reported here, uh, you and I have about these grants uh, coming uh, through uh, FEMA, through Department of Homeland Security, even related to the Osteen shooting story. We've reported twice on the Department of Homeland Security FEMA uh, administered grants on beefing up uh, church security. Well, people are going to be afraid. They're going to want those grants. They're going to want to set up their own security protocols and uh, and training. And of course, uh, if you're going to uh, be getting that funding, you're going to have to be compliant. And and we're seeing this from the top down in the SBC uh, missions organization and its various other uh, entities and seminaries all the way down to the local church. So people have to be aware that uh, this federal money has affected the autonomy of uh, the uh, Southern Baptist Convention and uh, the churches. And the Southern Baptists are not the only ones who've been taking it. This uh, this was funded to the tune of billions through all the federal agencies during the Obama administration. I don't think Trump put as much money into it, but he didn't do away with the programs. And then on Valentine's Day of 2021, it was like a big, sweet Valentine's present from uh, the uh, Biden administration to relaunch uh, the funding initiatives. And since that time, more and more money has gone into these uh, mm. uh, faith-based programs. So actually, your your church, um, your Baptist association, your denominational missions organizations, or any others getting any type of federal funds, and this includes uh, parachurch organizations, we're seeing this woke agenda that we're fighting theologically, but really the problem is much deeper because they're undermining uh, the the solidarity uh, with, of the church with its own uh, theological belief system and and its own conservative social stance by uh, having gotten into the money and now being forced to comply. Hmm. And so here we go. We we now have an issue 
with the money they took, the strings that come attached, as we have warned over and over and over, you take the money, you're, you know, you're going to dance to their tune. Uh, they become dependent on that money. Uh, church attendance in the Southern Baptist and many denominations is dropping like a stone. The older generation is, that gives is dying off. The younger generation is not giving, and they're going to open up the uh, floodgates of state and federal money to come to these denominations, but you're going to have to do what they want you to do or you're not going to get any of the money. So they're going to implement the DEI, diversity, uh, equity, inclusion, cultural Marxist, politically correct ideology, which includes transgenderism, feminism, all of it. You're going to have to just become, uh, you know, puppets of the cultural Marxist, dance to their tune if they give you the money. But what about the um, insiders? How much of this has been driven by insiders that infiltrated the Southern Baptist Convention and have infiltrated many of the church denominations in America and associations in America? Is this being played from the inside as well as the outside? Well, in my opinion, I think it is overwhelmingly evident that there have been people working on the inside to bring the Me Too movement in, the Church Too movement. In my article at 30 Pieces of Silver, which, by the way, I call Suicide Solution, uh, the uh, bringing in Guidepost Solutions was a big step toward this uh, compliance outcomes, and, and they had to have known it. Not everybody is so naive within uh, these denominational uh, uh, leadership realm. But uh, there were some guys like Russell Moore, uh, who was pushing an egalitarian uh, women in ministry, women in leadership agenda in 2018, just as this the sex abuse uh, stories started coming out. And then, of course, we have um, uh, his mentor, Russ, uh, Albert Moeller, who is also tag teaming with him in 2019 when this Houston Chronicle uh, article broke. Uh, and launched this whole thing in earnest, uh, and it's it's never gone away since then. And it's been one train wreck decision after another that has only gotten the SBC deeper and deeper in. Well, these guys were proclaiming Moeller and Moore that this was the apocalypse or divine retribution and judgment of God on the SBC, and yet they were working with the very people, the feminists and those who were animating the egalitarian, pushing the women into leadership. And even Al Mohler was training the husband of one of the biggest advocates for the abuse victims in his seminary. And he was working uh, in his academic papers at Southern Seminary of Al Mohler to uh, reconcile the gospel with the anti-gospel realities of feminist theology. We also and had them pushing the whole gay, gay Christian agenda. We did extensive absolutely. reporting on that. You started a whole uh, a whole conference based on that as well that I think got hijacked and taken away from you by people whose motives I really, really, really question. But uh, at the end of the day, this has again been the neo-Calvinist cultural Marxist from inside that we warned about who are already pushing that cultural Marxist ideology. Now, shazam, as Gomer Powell would say, here shows the government up with this Guidestone post. The question is, how many of those folks come out of the federal government, Tom, at Guidepost? Uh, at uh, Guidepost, all of them. Uh, all of them come out of the federal government. Yep. 1-800-347-9829. 1-800-347-9829. Your thoughts, your comments, your questions. So all of these folks come out of the federal government. I wonder what agency. We'll ask Tom that when we come back. And now you see, folks, what we've been warning about coming to fruition. We'll be right back. Now, if you appreciate all we're doing here at Worldview Tube and you want these programs to continue, we need your support to do that. 
So we want to tell you a couple ways you can support us and I think support your health at the same time. One of them is through a new partnership. And many, many, many of you have signed up for this. You'll find it's shocking how many have signed up for this in the last few days this week since we launched it. The new website, we gave it its own URL, superfoodshouse.com, superfoodshouse.com. Spell it H-O-W-S-E, superfoodshouse.com. My wife is on the 30-day plan right now, but you don't have to get on the 30-day plan. She's, by the way, the one that brought this to us, checked it out, ordered it, started taking it. Said, Brandon, this passes my test, just as did the Bella Grace. She's kind of the, the gal that does this for me, and she's good at it. She has a medical background, a medical social work background. So she likes, she's very into health and that kind of thing. So she's on the 30-day plan. You don't have to do that. You can just uh, get what you want. The different pouches, dark berry protein. This is vegetables that are pulled out of the ground, organic, not sprayed, no glyphosate, no Roundup, no pesticides. You can do the super meal. You can do the MVP sport. A lot of young people, I'm told, are doing this as well as other people of other ages. But I understand a lot of young people like this uh, MVP sport after they work out with because they want that protein. You also, again, can go with the bio fruit, the beets carrot juice it's a powder what they do is as has been explained to me they take it out of the field organic they juice it they dry it turn it into this power powder and you just add water and boom you're off to the races full of nutrients not sprayed no uh you know chemicals or anything added to it that's what makes this so great again check out the website superfoodshouse.com superfoodshouse.com very very pleased at how many of you have signed up for this this week so thank you it's a great way to support our organization and i think support your health but here's the other thing too i think you're also supporting the farmers because um many of these farmers obviously are into the free market system and they're into private property they raise a crop right and there's a war on America's farmers. And there's particularly a war on farmers that don't wanna do the bidding of the government and big agriculture. So here's a great way to support farmers that are into private property, the free market system, healthy food. Then you're supporting this organization and I think your health at the same time. So please consider going there to superfoodshouse.com. All right, welcome back. Glad you are with us. Worldviewradio.com, worldviewradio.com. Again, Crosstalk comes on at 2 o'clock Central, right after this broadcast, at vcyamerica.org. If you'd like to listen or follow them, vcyamerica.org. The phone lines have started to light up here. Let's go to Margaret, line one. Margaret is in a Southern Baptist church in South Dakota. Hi, Margaret. Thanks for calling in. Oh, thank you for taking my call. And I'm just wondering, since I'm a Southern Baptist, uh, in South Dakota, what's this going to mean for me and all of the rest of us in our small church? Okay. Uh, her audio sounds like it's a digitized phone there, though, but I heard it. What, Margaret, what is this going to mean for Margaret and those in the, her Southern Baptist Church? As, we can let her go. Thank you, guys. As well as um, others. Uh, I, I guess part of it would be since they're autonomous churches, they're probably separated enough, but any money that they throw into the offering plate or put into the offering plate or give, they, they need to know that usually about 10% of that goes back to the cooperative program. So if they're not careful, they could find themselves funding this lawsuit payoff. Correct, Thomas? Yeah, that's correct. They've got to be very careful about where the money is going that they're giving to the cooperative program, which that's central to how the Baptists uh, are funded, how the corporate offices, the executive committee, and the uh, two major missions organizations are funded. 
Uh, and then you have to also uh, be aware that they're going to be trickling down all kinds of curriculum <laughs> related to this. And uh, oh, the, so that, wait, 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 we stop right there. The, the curriculum will be be sent to the churches to try to show the uh, settlement, whoever they get a settlement with, and to appease the government to make sure they can stay getting those government contracts. You're saying the curriculum coming out of the headquarters going to the churches uh, will be part of that settlement, you know, part, part of that process of proving to the government that they are, um, you know, within the guidelines to continue to be able to get government money because they are complying with the diversity, equity, inclusion policies, correct? Right. And, and LifeWay Resources, LifeWay Research, you know, and LifeWay products are already being rolled out as far back as 2018 by Russell Moore and one of his partners in this whole SBC scandal, J.D. Greer. They did a LifeWay Resources set of videos and training for local churches. So people are going to see this impact their local yeah. churches. Let's uh, let's, go to, let's go to uh, line two. Landy, line two, thanks for calling in, Landy. Hey, good afternoon, good afternoon. Uh, going back to your um, information that you just put out about Kamala Harris coming out, stating that she's ready to serve, uh, a lot of things I could say about that, but the one question and possibly comment I have is, are we going to see somebody like Gavin Newsom step up into the now Democrat role of running for the presidency, seeing as he's been greasing the wheels here quietly for the last many months. I think that's possible. Opportunity. Yeah, I think that's very possible. His trips overseas and everything looked to me as a guy that was preparing to run for uh, national office, without a doubt. I think that's a very, very true, very good insight there, Landy. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Joe in Wisconsin, line four. Hi, Joe. Thanks for calling in. Hey, yeah, I was just saying, could you drop the Calvinist label there? I'm a Calvinist. I'm not woke. I don't agree with J.D. Greer. Okay, but see, we, we, that's you know. why we call it neo-Calvinist. That's why these guys. That's why we use the term Joe neo-Calvinist. Okay, there's a difference between you and say um, uh, Charles Ryrie and a lot of the older uh, Tommy Ice. Uh, there's a lot of them I could keep ta yeah. talking about. There's a difference between you as, and you're probably even a dispensationalist. I would guess if you listen to this program. Uh, and there are a lot of reformed Calvinists that are dispensationalists, like Charles Ryrie and others. That's why we use the term neo-Calvinist to separate. Well, I guess I didn't hear the neo part. Okay. Yeah, glad Thank you, you for the explanation. Yeah, glad you called in, Joe. Um, th that's a good point. We'll, we can just sit on that for here for a minute before the show runs out, Tom, because that's what they do. They move it. Groups move in. That's why we often use the term neo-evangelical, right? Uh, is right. because th th these people are not evangelical, so we don't call them evangelicals. They're not. They're not of the of the uh, worldview and theology and public policy and values and worldview of the traditional evangelicals. We call them neo evangelicals. Same thing with the neo Calvinists. Many of the neo Calvinists are into social justice. They're into dominion theology. We got to build the kingdom of God on earth. Many of them re are into replacement theology. So they have no use for Israel. They really mock a lot of the uh, dispensation. They think we're the problem. Uh, so, yeah, the neo-Calvinists, that's what I warn about in my book extensively, which is the group that has largely taken over the Southern Baptist Convention. True? Right. And you and I have reported on uh, guys uh, like Al Mohler and uh, others uh, and outsiders from the Presbyterian uh, PCA like uh, Tim Keller with an organization called 
uh, the Gospel Coalition, another sister organization called Together for the Gospel, they have pushed a neo-Calvinist movement, which is very woke, which is social justice, uh, false gospel, which is critical theory driven, which accommodates the entire cultural Marxist ideology with a thin veneer and cloak of uh, of reform theology. And these were guys who split off from the conservative resurgence over the issue of Calvinism, but then they began to bring this neo-Calvinism in, which I'm glad your caller brought that up rather than just, you know, tuning out or being upset. Well, and I would, I would, I would urge Joe and others just don't even use that term Calvinist because, you know, the Bible says, I I am of Paul, I'm of this person, I'm of that person. Just, just call yourself a a biblically minded Christian or that you believe in reformed theology you know, coming out of the Reformation. That's fine, too. I would dump the name of any man, right? I, I'm not going to say I, I am of and then put some man's name in there to represent my Christianity because, you know, my I don't think Joe's theology is based on Calvin. I think Joe's theology, like many that I know, like him, are is based on the Bible. Now, they, they have a reformed background with that and how they interpret certain passages, and that's open for great debate. But at the end of the day, I, I, I'm guessing Joe doesn't, doesn't uh, you know, believe his theology is that of, of Calvin. It's, it's coming from the Bible. So I would urge people just to drop that Calvinist label altogether and say, I believe in reformed theology and explain what you mean, or I'm a Bible-believing Christian, whatever. But uh, I, I think uh, folks need to understand uh, the Calvinist term has been hijacked on purpose. That's how they give their movement credibility. They're not going to come out and say, hey, we're into Marxianity, okay? Marxism and Christianity, liberation theology, right? What they're going to say is we're Calvinist. That's how they hijack the movement. Right. And what, what neo-Calvinists have done wisely is they have wrapped their political movement, their progressive political neo-Marxist movement in reformed theology. Yeah, that's exactly right. But, uh, Joe, you've got, uh, like I said, Charles Ryrie and many others of, of the older school guys who were strong dispensationalists and into Reformed theology. If they were alive today, they would be screaming and hollering. They would be joining us. They would be in agreement with us, which is why I have a, a, a Charles Ryrie study Bible. If Leo Holman, or excuse me, Tom Littleton, 30 Pieces of Silver. Take care. We have slashed the shipping cost on our freeze-dried food at wvwtvstore.com. Hello, I'm Brandon House. And for this month of January and February, we are slashing our shipping by half, half the cost, gone. We're saving you half the price you would normally pay for shipping this heavy freeze-dried food. But this is for a limited time only at wvwtvstore.com. Here we are in January of 2024. I think it's going to be a bumpy ride as we go into the election in the fall of 2024, not to mention the threat of World War III, China going after Taiwan, all the military-age males that have poured over our border from Islamic nations and the CCP. Folks, do you have your preparations in order? Even the mainstream media like CBS Face the Nations talking about a black swan event. A major national security black swan event in 2024. There's the talk of the power grid going down. Even the irresponsible FBI director told Congress that all the lights are flashing red for a terrorist attack. Well, it might be predictive programming and they may cause it to happen or allow it to happen. But reality is, if it happens, you want to make sure you're prepared. I took about three days during the Christmas break 
to get more organized. I've been prepping since 2013, but I had some prepping gear in one closet and another in another closet. I got organized, got it all put together in the right places. I know where everything is. And then I even added to it and updated. Well, here's your chance to update your emergency supplies by going to WVWTVstore.com for the month of January and February as we have slashed shipping of our freeze-dried food in half. So that'll save some of you several hundred dollars. But you need to take action now while we have the supplies and while you can save half on the normal shipping price. WVWTVstore.com, WVWTVstore.com or 901-468-9357, 901-468-9357. Again, you can place your order over the phone if you prefer, 901 901- Four six eight nine three five seven, or for greatest of ease, just go right online wvwtvstore.com and get it while it lasts and half off the shipping cost. Thank you.